Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Mikey Bones, and I have the multi-talented Bobby Spietz with me. What's going on, man? What it do? Who do who? Ted Ginn, huh? Ted, I can't believe the fucking the choices that were made. <laughs> oh, thank you for coming back and checking us out. You are listening to episode 101 of Slasher Radio podcast, and last week we had our 100th episode, and you're going to hear the rest of that today. But we just got done, which I think I actually recorded the draft between me and you, so Good. I'm going to see what, what I could dig out of that. So we had, I, I, it was a late decision for the draft date, and you heard last week that we're having our Slasher Radio Fantasy Football League again. We did it last year, big success, a lot of fun, and we fucking brought it back again this year, and we had our draft tonight, and it was a mess. I think all, all in all, nobody appreciates the depth that we give shit. True. Yeah, they they don't understand. We, and we, I mean, we, it's it's a fantasy football league, so you know everybody. There's w- one person for each team. They have their team, but you know what, man? We sat there as a unit and assisted each other. Ate it when it was somebody's pick. One would look shit up, man. We we fucking flawless, flawless teamwork. Yeah, there was a lot of thought behind. So if you look at it and you question it, and you're in our league. We knew what the fuck we was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Regardless. Except for Ted Jin. I don't know what the fuck was going on with that. That that one was just, you know what? It was basically an auto pick. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it was, but it, this was uh, Bobby's first draft in fantasy. And dude, I, I, you know, it's hard. I know last year somebody complained like, oh, you guys are talking about football and it's horror movies and this and that. I mean, to be fair, for anybody who's about to bitch about that again this year, we only talk about it each show for like what five fucking minutes out of we. It's normally an hour show, and usually we give you anywhere between an hour and a half and two hours. You're getting five minutes out of an hour and a half. Like, come on. Yeah. Don't make us start a whole fucking spinoff and then we'll just go off and do sports. <laughs> right. Because we could do it. God damn it. We could do that very easily. Yeah. Yeah. So you know it, and I think it's fun because. I brought up your your draft and your thoughts for because I don't think people fully understand how fun fantasy football is. Like it really is a lot of fun. So to be able to tie that into what we do is you know it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah. it is. It, it is. It is pretty cool because leading up to it, it got me a little bit more involved in something that I haven't really been into since a you know kid. Right. And I haven't walked into a store and picked up a fucking football magazine since like I was like. What, when the fucking Giants won the Super Bowl last or some shit like that? Like, yeah. years ago, dude. And study it. Yeah, and actually, like, read it because, you know, the, the that shit was just because it was a commemorative fucking magazine. But I'm actually talking, like, going in there because you want the insight of the league. 
Yeah, you you probably bought it because you know they wanted to say, and and you, yeah. you flip through it, you look at it. This you're actually you're studying the damn thing. Mm -hmm. Like this has study guide value to it. Oh yeah, yeah. But yeah, so we we had our draft tonight. It was a lot of fun. Um, we have a twelve team league. I'm you know anybody who didn't join it this league, uh, this league. Anybody who didn't join it this year, hopefully you think about it next year because you know it's it is a lot of fun. We do have a notable. Uh, people that you guys would probably know that joined it, uh, Cam Counselor Greg and Rob, who was on last week's roundtable, and that's spilling over into this week. So they're in there with us, and make, we and this is this is random. I didn't set anything up. It's through Yahoo Sports, and they, you know, they randomized the schedule. I'm playing Cam Counselor Greg Week One. Bobby's playing Rob Week Week One. Also, that's crazy. How fucking funny is that? They better make. They're going down. They're going down. I'm taking his ass down, Rob. Rob, I'm taking his ass down. Are you going to play Ted Ginn? I'm dropping Ted. I'm <laughs> dropping Ted right now as we speak. He's getting the fuck out. Gone. Literally, I just clicked him. See ya. Boom. He's out. I'm picking up Houston. Mick. Shout out to Ted Ginn. But, uh, yeah, so we did that this week. That was fun. Uh, Watch me fucking regret this now. God man. damn it. See, that, see, these are the things. See, this is. I guarantee when you're going to sleep tonight, you're going to be thinking about Ted Ginn. Guarantee. Uh, <laughs> see, see, this is the shit. I got my boy, my boy Debo. <laughs> These are the things, but um, yeah. So you know that we did that tonight. Uh, thank you for everybody who checked out our last episode. You make a hundred episodes. I, I'm not gonna mention any names, but since we've been doing this, and you know we're heavy on Twitter, that's a big platform for us to you know interact and and advertise and all that shit. So we've seen a lot of shows come and go. You know, and we're still here for a hundred of them. Yeah, man. We're still banging them out. We're getting to a point where we're going to stop counting them. We might as well at some point. Shit. I think after a hundred, you earned the right. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just, just fucking put them out. But yeah, a hundred episodes. I think last week, as much of a clusterfuck as it was, it was still fun. Like, that yeah. was awesome. We have to do that. I mean, maybe we could do it once a year or, you know, once twice a year, maybe even. I think it's worth it. I think it's, 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 it's you bring the round table together and let it do what it does. Yeah, and you know it, it's cool because this this horror genre. Uh, this is this is uh, nobody bite my head off on this. It's I mean it's definitely ageless, but it's also like you know there's an age discrepancy between so many people. Like we're not from when Halloween came out and Friday the Thirteenth came out. That's not you know we weren't. That's we're we're. We're not in that age range, but we love it and we appreciate it. And we are, we can relate and we can, but then you also have those deeper things like Amber brought up, like the, all the werewolves and shit. Right. And then it's, you know, we're on the other end of that spectrum to where we looked at the screams, you know, and shit like that. So it's like you, you get so many different thoughts from so many different areas. And I think that's what makes a good show having that diversity in there for it. Damn right. Damn right. Damn right. God damn right. Mate, what was your favorite episode that we did? Oh, my God. One on mine? Which one? Krampus. Really? Yeah. Why? That, that was a fun night. You know, yeah. We did three of them that night. Mm hmm And, you know, guys, like, you listen, we have... You know, an hour and a half, whatever it is. Usually our episodes are in the neighborhood of an hour and 20. 
you got to keep in mind that's the episode not counting what gets edited you know down between you know fixing shit and this and that and right now i'm looking at at the recording two hours and 21 minutes and we're what like fucking 10 minutes into this five minutes into this (laughs) so shit yeah i pulled my ass out in the recording of krampus you pulled your ass out a couple of times yeah that one i did you guys really got to see yeah, yeah, you pulled your hiney out. That was a fun night, man. If I had to pick a favorite one, I gotta look at the list. Oh God, Stevie texted me. I'm not even opening to that right now. Um, you know what was a good one, man? Batman Returns was fun. Only because it's like you know, I don't know. I think it brought that nostalgia back to it a little bit. Yeah, you know, and that was a good one. Yeah, and I mean, we we like. I think it's easy to name. We've had so many cool guests on. We've been lucky enough. I mean, John Casier and Tony Todd and, and Harry Manfredini. And you guys can go back and listen to all this. And, you know, like uh, uh, David Arquette and Doug Bradley. Those are awesome. Like, oh, oh, my God. Talking to these people is so fucking. I don't even know the word. Like, you feel something with it. But. I I also think when we're able to just kind of flow and do our thing and there's no pressure on it because, you know, talking to these guys is like, you know, it's kind of, I don't want to say pins and needles, but it's a little more, it has to be highly structured. As fun as it is, it's also fun to be able to, you know, kind of pull salami out and just kind of sit back and do the boys. Literally pull salami out. Literally. Dude, you know what, man? I, I think... The Freaks and whatever the hell that name of that movie. Why do I keep forgetting the name of that movie? The the Christmas one we did. That was a, that was your Krampus. first. It wasn't Krampus. It was um the night before. I oh, look it up. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. The little weird kid that wanted his mom real bad. Um, hold on. I'm going to tell you right now. I always forget the name of this damn movie. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, better watch out. With where it was like the Home Alone Halloween kind of movie thing with the pink can right. over right. That one that was your first episode and that one was fun. I dude, it's something about that time of year where it's like festive and you get that the feels. Yeah. It was fun. We had a lot we had a lot we had a good time making those ones. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was you know, we we've had we've been like I said, we've been lucky enough to have some some really great guests on, and that's always cool. But um, it's just something about being able to just let loose a little bit, and and that freedom that we have when we're just doing us, which is you know that that's where the real fun comes comes out. Midnight Meat Train was fun too. We had Stevie Juice on that one. We did. We did. He shit all over it. He shit, literally shit everywhere. Fucking blew it out the wall. Fucking dirty ass bastard. We had a good. I think all of them, all you know, they're all fun to get ready. The excitement to sit down and record them. But those ones, those early, early ones, because it was, it was exactly like you said, around that time of year. Mm-hmm. You know, and it was just something that was real special about them. Yeah, yeah. For some reason, Thirty Days of Night was fun too. I remember that one because we all like had our opinions on it. Yeah. Yeah. See, I can't wait for that year. It's coming up now. And um, I want us to to pick some because I don't know. There's not really a lot of not a good horror movies around that time of year. Based on that, I guess you could say there's not a lot of good ones either. The yeah. ones that are there, right, right. 
Yeah, and you know, you have people who do, everybody's doing Black Christmas, and we always try and stay away from that, uh, off of what everybody else is doing, so, you know, that kind of goes into it, too. But, yeah, man, we've, I I think, again, I don't really listen to other horror podcasts, because, you know, no no shade or anything, I just, you know, what we do, I don't want to be influenced by anybody else, you know, I want to just do us and not have any of that even in my brain. But the little bit I have heard, I I mean, we have, as much as we, we do have a structure, but it's also very loose. Yeah, the structure the structure is very simple. Right. It's get on, talk about the movie, whatever comes to mind, and get the fuck off. Right. That's all there Throw is. Throw a couple dick jokes in there in between, and you're good to go. That's it. We're not going to sit here and read off of a fucking two-page essay we wrote. Go in depth about, listen, if you want to Google shit, right. we'll do that too. But we're going to do it right there on the spot. We're not going to have it all fucking done. No, but that's what makes the show so fun is that you actually get to, it's like sitting around a table playing cards bullshit. It's not, it's not a lecture. Right. And that's what a lot of shows are. You know, they'll pull up, like they'll Google shit. They'll pull up IMDb. They'll write down everything that they think nobody fucking knows about this damn movie. And they will read it off and act like they did something. No, dude. Cause you know what? As cool, like, yeah, it's cool to learn shit about new movies. And, hey, we fucking throw some of that shit in there every now and then. Don't get me wrong. We can do that, but I don't think that's what people listen to us for. Because every time we get an email or somebody on Twitter or whatever, it's people saying, oh, man, it sounds like we're sitting there with you guys. That's what we want. That's what we want. How many times you be sitting there bullshitting and then be like, I don't know, I got to look this shit up. And then you do a spot. To me, that makes more more of an entertaining podcast than people who are just sitting there rambling off, you know, because I'm sure if you're, if I was a listener, I'd sit there and be Googling along with what I'm following. Like, yeah, I got to look at you feel involved. We want you guys to feel involved. You are involved. We have you on the show. Yeah. And that's another thing we do that, you know, I mean, we, we've had the, the, the three, the three host thing. And yeah, you know, I, I do think that dynamic works very well because, it's nice to have a differing thought in me and you. I mean, hey, fucking in the last episode, everybody heard you took my first pick. And, you know, like we, we end up every now and then we differ. But, you know, we just happen to like the same shit. That happens a lot. So it's it's nice to have that that little contrarian in there. But, dude, not a lot of people have the balls to because let, let's let's face it. Podcasting is sound quality is it's a very simple thing it's like voices you know drown out dude who knows what people got last we had jersey crickets on last week but you know what we don't give a fuck fuck it like it, it's everybody's trying to look for that 100 percent crisp and everything's gotta be it don't gotta be like that man you, it almost sounds too fucking right too like i don't know like it's too that perfect sound and shit is is can undo it for me yeah yeah, and especially we're talking about horror movies. Dude, yeah. like, campy is what is, like, that's some people's favorite fucking part of horror movies yeah. that is campy, and, and shit goes wrong, and they have to improvise and all that shit. So I, you know, me and you are on the same page with that stuff. We don't want that crisp, clean 100. I mean, don't get me wrong. We ain't putting out trash or nothing. I mean, we've been yeah. here 100 episodes crying out loud. But, you know, it's like, it's it's a weird formula that I think works for us, and I think is... Nobody else could do it. Nobody, right. And there's also, we walk that line of it to where, yeah, our shit isn't perfect, but yeah, our shit sounds fucking good. 
So it's like yeah. I've heard stuff where it's like like you mentioned that 100% clean and this and that, which is like okay, I'm falling asleep over here. But I've also heard like I, I don't even remember. It was forever ago I heard it. The, these dudes actually recorded themselves watching the movie. And it's like it sounded like they had a microphone in the middle of the fucking room and you can bear everybody sounded this far away. And it's like it sounded and you hear the fucking mute movie in the background. And it's like, yeah. oh my god, whenever someone gets a drink, you hear a million clutters. And that's too much. <laughs> you don't want that. Yeah, it's too much. No, we got we bring perfect balance to it. Yeah. And going on to something else. There's no censorship. I mean, you will censor words and shit, don't, yeah. you know, but like as far as like what's spoken about, if we don't feel that it needs to be, you know, this might not be the one for you because it's free thought. Right. And then it doesn't go out to, to hurt anybody's feelings, Katie. It doesn't go out to hurt anyone. It's just two dudes doing a fucking podcast. Dude, and that's all right. it is. You're right. And, you know, yeah, like. Um, there are some words during the show that I'll bleep, like, and and trust me, there ain't many of the words, but you know what's said, you know, like most play, they'll just take that shit all the way out at the in the Easter eggs, are flying. Yeah. Is free if you stuck around that long, you know, once that mu- that outro music ends, you know what you're about to get into. So you know, so and, and you know, I've also heard people listen to us. Like somebody said that their uh, their kids love us which all right that's cool to walk that line during the episode cool but what we want to say is going to be said you know we're not going to just sit back and right we're not trying to hurt feelings either we're not we're not trying to hurt everyone and the big thing about it too is like horror can be such a competitive genre yeah with the way things are done so like when we speak on that too it's not to diss anybody it's just that's the nature of the game yeah and I mean, obviously, people don't know this because they don't know us personally. That's always been us. Yeah. Like we're gonna say something that's kind of fucked up, and we, hey, we do it to each other. Yeah. But it could also almost be a compliment. It is. You know. It is, and and some people get it. Like we talk about Rob all the time, dude. He takes it like a champ. Greg takes it like a champ. He does. Like I mean, and and they know we're fucking around. They fuck around with us back. Nobody's getting butt hurt, and it's all fun and games, and it's it's something that yeah, you know, it's fun. So, yeah, dude, and, and like you said, dude, you said it perfect, and I think that sums us up great. This, if you don't want any of that, that's fine. Don't listen. That's fine. Yeah, you know, obviously we want ev- as many listeners as we can get, but we're also going to do us. And I think we've stuck to that very well. And most of the shit that, I, when we get on, I record. And, yeah, you know, obviously some shit I take out, but it, if it's funny, it's going on there. <laughs> that's the end of it. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That's what. That's the thing about podcasts, though. That's why they're so special. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if there was a limit or a restriction to them, I don't think that, and I don't think that everybody fully utilizes that ability of what a podcast is can. Right. You know, podcasts can do. They'll go within those limits of whatever radio shit. You know, podcast is almost like Sirius XM times one thousand. You can. Publish and literally say whatever you want. There's certain things that, because when you deal with like serious and shit, I'm sure they have, you know. Oh yeah. 
people in there that they have to go through for certain things here with podcasts? No. There is quite a few things that have been said on this show that could not. There's quite a few things that's been said on this last show that, that wouldn't yeah. get on SiriusXM Radio. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. You know, and and again, it's not us trying to be offensive. It, it, and see, that's the thing, too. I think there are people who just go out of their way to say outrageous shit because just for the mm-hmm. sake of outrageous shit and and just that's their shtick. And it, it comes off like that, which automatically turns me off. Like it, it we're not trying to be offensive. We're not we're literally not trying to offend anybody, but we're also just talking shit and shooting the shit. You know, if, if something funny comes out, it's not meant in a harmful way. And that's just us. We're not trying to, like you said, we're not trying to hurt anybody's feelings. We're trying to joke around and have fun. And we want you to do it with us. And if you have thin skin, this ain't the place for you. It really ain't. It ain't. I mean, because we're not trying to fucking hurt your feelings. So if that's if you get your feelings hurt, then this really ain't the place because we ain't even trying. Yeah, no, and and we don't want to, man. Like we don't. We're we're not trying to make anybody feel like any type of way that's negative. We 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 come on here to make people laugh, to talk about shit people want to want to hear about movies and stuff, shit that we like these movies yeah. and all these things that we talk about and we want to have fun we want to spread fun we want you guys to interact with us and we want it we we just mm-hmm. want that that aura that fun let's go let's do it aura we don't want any negativity we no. you gotta have a sense of humor yeah you really do and the world is lacking it nowadays not for nothing it really is it is it's sad you know i was i was looking up fucking youtube videos and shit like that just watching a few things and they were talking about like comedy and how comedians are having a hard time mm-hmm. fucking doing their sets because they get on the stage and, you know, they say some shit and it fucking, it hurts their career now because... They're on CNN. Yeah. All of a sudden now the fucking, or what they might have done back in 2001 came back up and they're like, ah, I can't believe you said this shit, but why is it taking so hard? Like, like it, It's a joke. And even further Ooh. back than that, there's shit people's done in the 90s and even the 80s. That come, like, look, that was a different time, man. You know, like, shit like this, shit, shit was said. It, put it this way. If you were us back in the 90s, you would have acted the same fucking way we did. And that's just yeah. the bottom line because everybody acted like that. You know, and there, yeah. there's shit that isn't acceptable now that was acceptable then. And 20 years from now, there's going to be shit that, isn't acceptable that sh- that we do now you know it's, it's like the times are always going to change and you get you do have to change with them but you also have to drag nowadays it feels like you have to drag some 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 common sense and some sense of humor in with you man i mean the thing, the thing i think what you're trying to say is you got to remind people it's just a joke yeah like, it's not serious you gotta you gotta really remind them because if not then it's just taken too literal yeah yeah, it's a crazy world we live in now, man. But, but that's why we do this. You need some type of relief. And, you know, if you guys come to us and we've had people say that they do, we love you guys for that, man. That's what this is for. And that's why we want you to be as involved as you can because, you know, it, it that this is the outlet. Yeah. You know, so, and we've, <clears throat> we're, we've had a hell of a following over, over literally over a hundred episodes. Cause we've had bonus episodes and all this shit. So we're over a hundred, but a yeah. hundred actual episodes. We, we're lucky enough to do this, man. And you know, you guys showing us support is why we do it. Like we wouldn't be here doing it. Just talking. I mean, we'd probably be talking, but we, we wouldn't be recording <laughs> right, right, right. doing an episode. Yeah. So, 
you know, as long as you guys are here, we're here. And fuck, man, you guys stuck around. That's awesome. Don't forget to give us lots of money. Yeah, that too. That would help. <laughs> Bobby Spencer just got a puppy, goddammit. Wee wee pads are expensive. Scruggling. Uh, but yeah, so we'll kick you over to this episode. Oh, uh, and what I was saying before, uh, episode 103 is going to have Thom Matthews. Homeboy played Tommy Jarvis. I mean, Tommy Jarvis himself is coming on the show, which is awesome. So we're going to be kicking it with him. And... Uh, yeah, so we're we're already we're getting into our second wave of of 100 episodes, and we're kicking it off with a bang. Th- only two episodes into it. Look at that. See, see, see. Look at that. There you go. And and we provide you a chance to win how much with the fucking first prize award for the fantasy seventy five dollars, I believe. Seventy five fucking bonus, dude. We have giveaways. Fucking, we're throwing money at you guys. Like, yeah. I mean, come on. What more do you want? Come you say on, it all the time. They don't know how good they have it, man. Until we're gone. Hell no. Rob, if you win that fucking $75, man, I'm really going to be mad, dude. (laughs) You better not win that money, dude. But see, now, if he wins or if Greg wins, which is worse? And Greg, it's only because he's from Jersey. I feel bad for Greg because he drafted Andrew Luck. So, yeah, I mean, he does. (laughs) (laughs) We are literally about an hour into Andrew Luck retiring and about a half hour into it. Greg drafted him. <laughs> and T.Y. Hilton. So shit, but fuck me, I'm on the bottom of the list, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> oh well. Oh man, but yeah, we're going to kick you off to the other uh, the other half of our 100th episode, this roundtable. I hope you guys enjoy it, because this was a lot of fun, and you got a lot of, a lot of really in-depth views on some nice picks coming up. So you didn't hear shit last week, boy. Yeah. yeah more Jersey crickets. Except for... Cricket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but all right, guys, enjoy. Dawn of the Dead was, as far as like zombie movies and all that, that one was another one, dude, that really had a staple. And, and as cliche as it is to make zombie movies, they were able to stand alone. Yeah. I mean, Dawn was literally, if as far as like going back to the earlier statements of being iconic killers. Dawn of the Dead was the iconic zombie movie of being trapped in this mall and trying to decide that, yes, this is something that I want to live in, that this is how I'm going to survive this horrible nightmare that's presented in front of me. It was not a movie that was designed to be like, this is how we're going to get through this and this is going to survive everything. It's not a, it's not a Freddy or whatnot. It's when you think about it, it's like, this is as best as it's going to get. Yes. I, that's something that I think a lot of people seem to misunderstand about the Romero dead movies is that, that, well, I would have done this. I would have done that. That's not the point. A lot of it is very much. These people are now in a dire situation yeah, and they're, they're trying to shit. Like if it really happened, no matter how fucking cliche it is, that's how, that's how it would go down. Yeah, exactly. Like they didn't, want to stay in the in the mall but after a while they're like well i mean i guess this is okay this is the best that's that's gonna get and then of course human beings being a bunch of fucking idiots they all fight over the mall let the zombies in and then yeah but that's what happened with the walking dead too because mm. it was really like a big ass turf war mm-hmm. love me some walking dead basically them walking into the mall saying well this is our mall no we were here first you know and to be fair, that's what he went for with that movie. Like Romero, like said, like if 
but basically said if this was what the world was going to devolve into if the outside world is nothing but filled with zombies and killers that are going to destroy you and hunt you down like at that point humanity is actually the worst enemy you have like these are people that are just going to be like forget you i'm going to get mine yeah. and if this is going to make things worse who cares yeah zombies like are almost that, background at that point they were they were they they were the set dressing right for what like walking dead the dawn movie like the of of the dead movies they zombies were literally the set dressing yeah sure they were a threat but they were not the theme of what the story they were trying to tell was yeah and that's where it started because walking dead there's barely any zombies in the shit anymore so i can barely even see them it's like the breakfast club if they had to fight zombies (laughs) (laughs) they've made a couple movies about teenagers in school fighting zombies so some of them aren't bad. Yeah. Yeah. And the, at this point, I'm so fucking tired. Like, I just saw the trailer for uh, now they're doing Zombie Land too. But enough. Can, can we take a break from zombies for a while? Yeah. Especially well, when I mean, has anything been as good as, say, Shaun of the Dead? Shaun of the Dead was good. Wait, when when did Shaun of the Dead come out? That was 2003. We've yeah. been eating shit for the oh, last six. Oh, hold on. Shaun, Shaun of the Dead was a great film for the time. And honestly, as far as, like, movies that have come past, like, that point of, like, warm bodies and whatnot, I feel that they've been catering to the, I don't want to say the Twilight audience, but that's the best I can come up with. If this is the romanticized mm. version of this horror concept. Yeah, didn't they make a movie about a dude that was a zombie and he turned back normal because of love? Yes, warm bodies. Oh, yeah, warm bodies. That's good. <laughs> no, but, no. but hold on. If if yeah. if Shaun of the Dead came out in two thousand three, then Dawn of the Dead, the remake, came out in two thousand four, and that was uh, I'll say it. It was better than the original. Damn. Dude. Uh, no. Yep. No. I, no. And I, there I, were I, I that's will there slap were parts... the shit out of you, and then I'll slap it back into you. That's, <laughs> that's my top three favorite movie of all time. Wow. He has There's an argument parts... though. Because There's it came parts. out, like, during a time where zombies, like, Romero's at the point, like you said, like, it wasn't really understood, and it settled its season, and when they came out with the 04 remake, people were kind of ready for that. Romero was great for what he was at his time, but I would feel the remake tried to bring in those same concepts as far as the new movie went, but as far as re- as far as what happened after he... Re- after the remake of Dawn of the Living Dead, mm. there was a lot of nuance that was missed at that point that people only concerned themselves with the zombies themselves. Like, Shaun of the Living Dead was literally about people trying to survive in yeah. this world, whereas post-Dawn of the Living Dead, it should have been about people trying to survive in this zombie apocalypse and trying to rebuild society after that point, but it what I'm saying that... is that it, it, it came out at a time where that shit was really big, like Resident Evil like, it didn't matter what kind of zombie movie that you came out with there were so many different ways to take that angle 
and they capitalized on it and they came out and it, plus it had the Dawn of the Living Dead tag and you know Dawn of the Living Dead was similar and shit like that so people went it, it does have its ability to stand there and say okay well we, we made this and it does belong in those ranks but versus where Romero came out people are kind of like scratching their heads like yeah no nah, I don't know man because they weren't really too sold on that the the whole zombie thing they weren't people as were more as, worried about like one single boogeyman going around terrorizing neighborhoods as far as societal horror goes yes at that time people weren't concerned about that and i feel that's where the message was lost in dawn of the dead remake was like at post that movie people trying to make an additional zombie films they weren't concerned with trying to trying to cause, trying to push a message they were just like what's a zombie movie at this point yeah. dawn of the dead remake is it's entertaining i'm not saying it's a bad movie it's actually really entertaining it's got a lot of good ideas some ideas that really hadn't been used before in zombie films but it takes the very idea of the original dawn of the dead and it's just zombies in a mall all right let's go from there it's more of an action film they don't like the the entire reason Romero. <laughs> The entire okay. reason Romero staged it in a mall was also like a, it was a social commentary on right you know, the, the the people you know, the zombies are still showing up because this is an important place in their lives, etc. You know, the, and then not wanting to give it up and just how materialistic that is, even though this is like literally the end of the world. The remake of Dawn of the Dead is basically just oh, it's really cool if zombies are in a mall and it goes off and it's an action film. It's enjoyable, but it. It's not, it doesn't have a brain in its head kind of thing. No pun intended. <laughs> right, and I and I get that. I just, I, and I like the original. I just think that maybe it's a little too long for my taste. And that, that might be my issue, that it was just, it, it just, it felt like it dragged a little bit for me. Definitely better than Demons, though. I still haven't seen that fucking movie. That was along the same lines. Like, they got trapped in a movie theater, though. But it was Demons. Ooh. Demons is great. I'm not saying it wasn't great, but Dead it's was not definitely better than it's Demons. Not your cup of tea. It's right. not your cup of tea. Jesus Christ. More, more, more shots fired. Anyhow, I mean, regardless of which, I mean, I understand everybody's point, and I, and I great, I agree with Pope. Like at the time, yeah, for what it was, and you know, you know, two thousands and shit, it did stand out. But you know, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, I had a lot of Resident Evil. Like the the outtake on zombies started really going out of proportion and evolved in what it is today. And I'm just gonna say this: look, mm. I know Walking Dead isn't a movie or something, you know, but that, yes, as far as zombies, that takes the cake no matter what. Mm. Wow, they really did a good job on that AMC. They mm. did, man, because you know, like you guys are talking about it right now. It's been done to death, and every time one of these movies you guys mention come out, there's a wave of zombie movies. And every now and then, speaking of speaking, no, speaking of of waves of zombies, I can't wait, oh, wait to watch the sci-fi movie zombie tidal wave. Yeah, oh yeah, oh lord, oh I yeah, that looks great. Greg and Rob are that going looks... to love that fucking movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, I can't yeah. wait to see that. Oh yeah, that's gonna be right up my alley. <laughs> God damn it! Up the ass. My ass is all knobby and warty, and I'm trying to fire uh, firecrackers, but I'm oh, in a wheelchair. God, it'll be all three knuckles. Oh, shit, the neighbors are calling the cops on me. I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, Greg, what's your number two? Well, speaking of campy and right up my alley, mm-hmm. there, there was a movie uh, when I was about 11 or so that I would always go to Blockbuster and get and rent. And they had it. It was great. And it loved my it drew my uh, love of campy horror. And that is Troll 2. Huh. Huh. Damn. You know, wow. I was thinking about putting stuff like that in there. Uh, yeah, it, it should be. Like, it's almost like little monsters and shit could have made the list, you know? Like, Troll 2 was really good, though. It's, it's, it's just, it's, it's super campy, yeah. but it's, it's just, it's, it's so bad. It's good. It is the worst, best movie ever made. Did you like uh, Hobgoblins? No, I probably saw it, but I don't remember it. <laughs> oh, please say Hobgoblins forever. Oh my God. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> Hobgoblins. <laughs> nobody, nobody heard of Hobgoblins. I've never heard of it, bro. Pope, have you heard of Hobgoblins? <laughs> Oh, so that's that's where I stand. I love that movie. Yeah. Um, it's almost like a killer clowns from outer space kind of thing. Right. Or Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. Like, or rubber. Not really. Hop, hop, rubber. <laughs> kind of. I mean, we we can we can keep going down. Or Jack Frost and Jack Frost too. Yeah. Like we can go down the campy road, if you will. But for me, that's what that's what really started it. And going to Blockbuster and getting it repeatedly because it was just so good. You mean like when Michael Keaton turns into a snowman? Not the family-friendly film? No. Troll, oh. uh, Jack Frost and Jack Frost 2 Revenge of the Mutant Killer Snowman. Oh, the original... Fucks a woman with a carrot, right? Uh, yes, and Shannon Elizabeth is in the first one. That movie scared the shit out of me. What a fucking... Seriously? A giant snowman that no, killed you? It wasn't, it, it, no, it was the, the, I sat there and I was a kid and I was like, oh, but Jack Frost, yeah, I was looking for something to watch. I was, it was up late and I turned it on and I, I'm expecting Jack Frost, you know, like happy snowman, right? <laughs> and I said, what the fuck is this? Dude, it freaked me the fuck out. Oh my God. Took a left turn on oh, it. Oh, you were you were expecting yeah. the stop motion shit. Like the happy thought Tim Allen was yeah. going to be in yeah, there. Yeah, I was looking for Heidi Ho and shit, you know? Like, no. It was, I, and it, saw, it happened so fast, but so slow in my mind. I was like, what the fuck is this? Whoa, 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 like, whoa. There was no tool time no, in there. No, no. Done that shit. Uh, yeah, I mean, shit like that, That that's what we're talking about, man. The shit that got us into it. And, you know, shit like Trolls, It it's more of that family not family friendly but you know what i'm saying it gives that more child appeal it's right it's it's one of those you can show somebody who's never seen it or or wants to get into the horror genre and be like okay this is how ridiculous it can be right and then everything else is scaled back right right this is where you can go i'm starting to get into movies like that now mm. and that's why i said hobgoblins because like those are movies like that now like back in the <laughs> 80s and shit like that that you know they would but i understand where you're coming from with it because i'm starting to learn to appreciate it and and the campiness behind it and it really is good man so i'm gonna have to i haven't seen trolls too but i'm gonna check it out now oh I, I sense bobby's gonna be turning around on rubber soon but you know i did say that i would give it a fair rewatch man that that's coming soon uh, I did say that. I, I'll give it a free, fair re- rewatch. Bobby the Chopper Spitzer. Bobby the Chopper. Bobby Cheeks. What's going on? What's number two, Cheeks? Cheeks. Oh, my turn yeah, already? Turn. They're sticking together. 
Fuck, man. I didn't think it was going to come around this fast. Listen, guys, I was going to hit you with something that was going to be a little controversial right now, yeah, but I'll say you... the last. Okay, well, we know what his third one's going to be. Yeah, you already know what that's going to be. <laughs> but I would say the next one in line after Scream would be Blair Witch. Damn, oh, dude! You. No way, oh, fuck bro. You. Fuck you. Dude, we're talking the first movie, not the second one, right? Wait, wait, first yeah, one from '99. Yeah. Electric Yeah, of course, the original. One. How did you have two Blair of my Witch. three? Think. You Come on, it's <laughs> the boys. I have nothing left, man. I got nothing <laughs> left. I, I Come on, got, I share thought, I thought that screen was gonna be one that we shared, and Blair Witch. I didn't. Blair Witch was my fucking main event, man. You just stole my thunder. Damn it. Sorry. No, I didn't. Mean I agree. To. Amber, did you have it too? You had the similar reaction. He was like talking it, about it, Blair Witch. That was my actual number three. Ah, see, yeah, you had it too. Damn it. What? I, I understand the controversy around it and the bullshit, but you can't deny the impact that Trials. that fucking movie had when it was released. Found footage. It, it, dude. That was the one movie where my parents actually sat down. Like, it, not just parents, but people in general said, "You cannot watch this. Not don't watch it." go in your room you can't dude he's right greg it. keep in mind i also wanted to before greg explodes i just want to say <laughs> i just want to say keep in mind the topic is prolific keep that in mind astound you're talking about a nine-year-old kid this blew the up impact the internet that this had that blew up everything I, I know, and it brought about the worst subgenre of horror film ever. Well, like, uh, found footage is terrible. Okay, but that aside, though, even in found footage, all right, you uh, hate uh, it. All right, all right, all right. I, I, see, your, I see your point, right. though, how it can be prolific, because it did brought about a whole new genre. Um, and Parents got, my, got condolences cards over this from the actors. And my, and, and, yeah. and my parents told me if I have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all, so I will be silent. No, man, no, dude, dude. I mean, this is the platform to to express because all it's... of that. That's what it's, this is for, so. Well, it's the second worst movie ever made. Oh, my God. Second worst would... movie ever made. You got to back it argue... up. That's, that's begging for the first. Go ahead. Come on. I would argue that, okay. right. I would on. argue that right. Blair Witch probably suffered from the most aggressive campaign ever made as far as advertising goes. Oh, yeah. I like the fact that they they went with what they wanted as far as that, as far as the actual what happened was as ambiguous as hell. Mm. Was it a killer? Was it a ghost? Was it whatever? Like, Blair Witch did what it wanted, and it went hard as hell on that. I feel, though, that the campaign at the time, as far as making, like, the... MTV special and whatnot at on TV at the time probably yeah. made more, made more expectations than people thought for that movie. The fact that people actually thought that those actors died in those movies probably hurt Blair Witch more than it helped. I know it was the same yeah. thing that happened with uh, Cannibal Holocaust. They were told like, no, do not like stay in hiding because we want to make people believe that this is real yeah and you know what it might have hurt them at the time but i think long term being able to yeah. look at the aftermath of it dude because you gotta think that was really the last movie that bordered reality like that 
That was what the movies were about, man. Like going to see the boogeyman, you know, all that stuff. And you got to think too. You got to think too. Like back in that time, people are used to buying movies about some fucking hokey pokey killer, hokey pokey fucking, you know, this (laughs) revolutionized the idea and concept in which this shit can be taken. You know, people went in there, they bought a movie. They didn't know if they pick up, they picked up the wrong fucking VHS that was inside the goddamn blockbuster case. So did, did somebody put this shit in here by mistake? True. Yeah. Without Blair Witch, I don't think you would have had your paranormal activity. Thank God. And Probably not. Absolutely not. Yeah. And the, the Blair Witch literally brought the idea, whether or not it's the greatest example of, it brought the idea of the, the found footage film. Yeah. And when it comes to the horror genre the idea of the found footage film makes so much more sense. Like there was that, I, there was that sequel uh, to the 20, 2008 uh, Friday the 13th remake mm. of, they were going to do a Friday the 13th movie that was found footage. Like right. the idea of just seeing everything from the counselor's perspective would have seemed more scary, but the, the concept of that would not have been even thought of without Blair Witch. Without Blair Witch. It was revolutionary. The only drawback from that was that you had a lot of people who were independent, able to come out and make some bullshit-ass movies. Yeah. It gave them kind of an open window to go ahead and create, which I can't hate on that at all, but it's hard to top shit like that. Like, Blair Witch came out in a time where shit was stagnant you know people were getting used to all this stupid shit and whatever the fuck revolutionized (laughs) the found footage era and it was incredible like that was the one movie like you know like I don't give a fuck like Bones was hiding behind the couch I was hiding behind the fucking chair or whatever this one you didn't even think about dude no I'm not gonna fucking sit there I'm not gonna do it you didn't think about it. it it was it was beyond scary at the time and I think that also, too, it was kind of tapping into that whole paranormal aspect of it, which brought a lot more reality. Because, of course, you know, Freddy and shit like that, you know, it's it's fake and stuff. But for it to tap into that, like the witches, the demons and stuff like that was, dude, it was, it was, what, 1999? Yep. Yeah. That shit was huge, man. And being nine years old and, you know, being around that time where it was brand new, like, that was bigger than Kid Rock's fucking Bawa Daba. <laughs> <laughs> you, you got away with shit, boy. <laughs> that was bigger than fucking Eminem being outside TRL. Like that yeah. was huge. Yeah. God, dude, I I got I got nothing left. It's my turn, and I got enough. God damn. You got one more left, Mink. I know you got one in there. All right. Well, you, you, I, this is would have been my second one, which you also took with Scream. So I'm gonna skip this one, and I'll, I'll think of something and freestyle something for number three. Damn, I feel bad. You dude. should. I didn't. Son That's, of a bitch. God I didn't. Damn it. But no, I, damn. I mean, hey, man, it is what it is. I, I should have known this was gonna happen. Damn it. Um. All right. So Rob, we're back to you. Number three. All Rob. Right. Number three for me is yeah, Rob. John Carpenter's The Thing. Ooh, yes. Nice. Kid and staying at my aunt and uncle's house, and uh, 
I was up late and I went into the living room and my uncle was up watching a movie. I said, what is this? He said, it's called The Thing. And I sat down and watched it with him. And I don't know that I slept for another three days. That movie scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. Uh, and I still love it today. It's so great. So that's what we're saying. We're, we're talking about the top three that really had an astounding effect on us to get into the genre. I know a lot of people see the thing. The thing is about the hand, right? Oh, no. Oh, you're thinking of, of uh, what's with the Adam's What the fuck are you talking about? Thing. Yeah, yeah. He's talking Adam's about family. thing from Adam's family? No. Oh, yeah. oh the John Carpenter no. one. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, never John... mind. We're saying that. You say the thing I'm thinking about Adam's family. <laughs> Adam's family. That little motherfucker got around, though. That's where I'm at. He did. <laughs> Shit. That, it reminds but me of Bobby's name. Like, see, like, I never the fucking thing. I don't know anything about the thing, but obviously it had an, an effect on Rob. Right. <laughs> you never seen the thing? Wait, yeah. yeah. You've nah, never seen John Carpenter's The Thing? No, dude. Oh, what? Bobby. You've got, you've got to see yeah, it. Yeah, get on top movie. of that. That movie is an absolute classic. It's a... Uh, and it's another movie like I was talking about with Texas Chainsaw Massacre where I can feel the heat and just the grit and grime of that movie when I watch it. With the thing, it's just cold. Everything is just so damn cold when you watch that movie. You can feel it coming through the screen. Rob, you know what I'm doing right now. What are you doing? I'm banging the thing. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> A 1962 film. No! Oh, 1982. God. The one that I banged says 1962. That, that's the thing from, a, uh, from outer space. Yeah, no, we're talking about John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. Oh, so I'm getting criticized on a remake that you guys criticized me for. <laughs> because you have never seen it. That's some bullshit. The fact you never seen it is telling shit. Oh, fuck y'all. That's this what is what happens when you use Bing. <laughs> Bing says Bobby. All Let's put it this way. When people say the thing, they mean that John Carpenter is the thing. <laughs> Not the fucking thing from way in the past. But it's a remake, right? It yes. is a remake, yeah. Technically, okay. yes, it's a remake. Okay, 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 okay. It's it's a remake in the same way that The Fly is a remake. Though. I guess you win. What the fuck? Well, then we're going to go through fucking vampires and shit then from there. I don't put the thing that high up there to be. I mean, and don't get me wrong. I see how powerful of a movie it is. I get it. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I didn't. I liked it, but it's not like a, you know, for me personally on my best ever list, it's not as high up as most people have it. So, oh, Jesus. Yeah. I, no, no, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not trying to say that. But, you know, I just don't see the big deal. One of you doesn't like it. The other one's never seen it. Why do I listen to this fucking show? No, and uh, don't get me wrong. I know it's up there in the historical sense, but my personal taste, I liked it. I just wouldn't put it. There's a lot of movies I put higher than than the thing. We'll put it that way. It's up. It's not bad. I'm not sitting here trying to shit on it. Don't don't not go too far. I don't know anything about it, so I can't shit on it. But I'm gonna watch it and give it a fair review. Fair. 1982 okay. version. Yeah. And the 1962 yes. version. And the 1960. Who watched the 62 version? I have the original. I did like 20. So we got one person. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that one. Okay, so either. everybody hold their tongues. <laughs> <laughs> I like we're talking about a specific movie. Everybody hold their but because we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. This is what we do, man. Listen, there is a copycat Listen. of the thing. Uh, called Thaw with Val Kilmer. Not bad. Val Not bad. Kilmer, huh? 
Yeah, not bad. Some bit. And there's also what is it the was it 2011 they did the prequel or whatever? Yes, with uh, Mary Elizabeth wants that. Yeah. Yes. Also, just called the thing. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and, and again, I I see why it's up there. Believe you me, but you know, I, I I'm one of the people that would put Halloween above the thing, and I know that's like a controversial thing on John Carpenter <laughs> shit. I see exactly, but but I'm one of those people. <laughs> I'm just saying. But all, all right, right, the thing, up. another another hammer sprinkled in. I like it. I like it. Uh, who are we up to now? Uh, Chris, you're number three. If I had to think of a number three. I'm probably gonna go with the Dream Child. Ooh, okay, okay. What 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 made that one stick out for you? The fact that Freddy is a more ethereal villain in that one. Mm-hmm. The fact that he is a threat that anybody knows who he is becomes a thing would probably be higher on list because the fact that Freddy is. If you even know who he is, you become a villain. You become a victim. Right. This one was what the fifth Wait, one. Are you sure you're talking Wait, about, you're talking Dream about Child? Five? Yeah, exactly. Or you, do you mean do you mean the best one in the franchise, Dream Warriors Part Three? I when he Dream said Warriors that, had Patricia Arquette. Is that the yes. one you're talking about? And Nancy's back, and they're in the mental asylum. Mental asylum. That's Part okay. Three. Dream Warriors. Yes, Part Part Three. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Well, now, I, now I need another third one. So, because Dream Warriors is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, Dream Warriors is five. Freddy Krueger, man, it's so. But you see, we all had different points, and I'm sure if we compared yeah. our ages, they would kind of, you know, match up a little bit better to that those prime years that the target audience of Nightmare on Elm Street really was. So yeah, it goes to show you, man, that this thing, this franchise was a. It had. Had some stinkers, but it also had some stuff in there that were, you know, really stood out in different timestamps for some some generations. So that, that's pretty cool too. I mean, you cannot, you can really not say that Friday the Thirteenth is not the most iconic series as far as, as far as when it comes to horror. Freddy is a spokesperson. People think of villains. Yeah, he's the spokesperson of it. That when people think of the guy that's going to be the mouthpiece of it, it's Freddy. Yeah, oh, by far. And yeah. Well, he had a voice, though. It, yeah, almost by default. And that, that helped him out a lot. But that, vo- that voice is so iconic, man. It's so iconic. Like, the face, the voice, the hat, the glove. There's so many things. The, the sweater. There's so many things you could just take and pick out and show somebody, and they'll know that's Freddy Krueger. You know, like it's just he—he's right up there with Jason. Yeah, when I think of horror icons, I think of Jackie Earl Haley. <laughs> Jackie Earl, you, wow, damn, no, I don't <laughs> think so. Fuck <laughs> that. But even that, if you just took him, you would go, "Oh, well, that's supposed to be Freddy Krueger." You know, like as different as the face was, you could just tell that's Freddy Krueger. All right, I, I like the Freddy in there. Um, Amber, what's your number three? Uh, since uh, Blair Witch got taken. Mm. I'm probably going to go with uh, Silence of the Lambs. Oh, damn wow. you. That was my replacement. God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm man. fucked. You got wiped out. You piece of shit. You and Bobby are killing me. But I, I mean, we just got done praising this movie. What what really made it stick for you? 
Honestly, just the way that uh, Hannibal Lecter was. Mm. You know, he had the smoothness about him, but you could tell right from the minute you saw him, he was nothing but pure evil. Mm. A genius evil, but pure evil. I can't put it any better than that. That was the thing. Like, when we watched that movie, man, it, it perfectly intertwined. It did. Everything. Like, it It was such a huge, like, you really had to pay attention to that movie. You ever see Fracture? Yes. It was almost as complex as that, but yeah, with that horror element. And- to be fair, I feel that Science of the was elevated beyond what it was. Purely by the actor's talent. Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal at the time was great for what Silence of the Lambs was. Mads Mikkelsen would probably become the greatest interpretation after, but for what it was, you did not have a choice. You were given that this is a guy that would not only help you, but he would hurt you at the same time. Yep. Yeah. Now, do you guys prefer uh, Anthony Hopkins as Hannibal Lecter or Brian Cox from Manhunter? Because I've heard a lot of people say they like Brian Cox's portrayal better. I just have a soft spot for Brian Cox in general. I love that man. It's one of my we, okay, we all, you love Cox. I was going to say, we all know yeah, Pope loves Cox, all right? We all know. Yeah, That's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> this man right here loves Deep. the Cox. <laughs> right. Pope loves Cox. For what the Hannibal TV show was, I would argue that Mads Mikkelsen was a better guy who was better at minim. I can't speak because I'm fucking drunk. (laughs) He was a. I think all of us have gotten to that level progressively. Yeah. (laughs) He he he. he, Mads Mikkelsen was a better better as far as a Hannibal that was better at manipulating everybody that was looking for him at the time. Hopkins at the other on on the other end just betrayed a threat yeah. with just looking at you. Yeah, I I am Anthony Hopkins. I don't have to think about it. I don't have to mention it. His his performance alone, <laughs> dude, he stood out among them and he really I mean, like if you think they did that movie without him, it wouldn't have been what it was. How he was he shot the whole fucking film pretty much just in one scene. Like, he was inside that cell. He didn't have anything else going on around him. It was pretty much the same shot. Yeah. And he was able to capture so much emotion and so much detail and and put so much that was going into the movie just alone by being in there. Like, that's difficult, you know, for a person just being trapped in a prison cell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he he has less than 20 minutes of screen time in that whole movie. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he didn't have he did not have a lot to work with. That's for damn sure. Well, yeah, when it comes to Hannibal, the the movie Hannibal in two thousand one, I saw that in the theater. I don't remember laughing so hard. It's so over the top. I hated that movie. My God, I I was so excited to see that thing, and oh God, it was terrible. The Hannibal one. Yeah. What did you think about Red Dragon, Rob? I like Red Dragon a lot. I hate that Brett Radner made it. Because it <laughs> that's a movie that scared the shit out of me when I watched it. was one of those movies I was watching at home. And at the time, I was living in the mountains, in, like in the middle of nowhere, basically. I mean, there were houses around. There were mostly vacation homes. <laughs> I was watching that movie, and 
you know, he would hide in like the trees around the houses and watch people and stuff. It scared the shit out of me. I couldn't sleep that night. And that doesn't happen very often, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really like Red Dragon. I just hate that Brett Ratner made it. Yeah, Red Dragon, I felt, was... It was a movie. Like, there's other than What's-His-Face's performance, Ray Fiennes, um, or Ray Fiennes, whatever the fuck. I never Yeah, somebody needs to stop the shit out of him and tell him his name's Ralph. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, other than his performance, that movie just exists. I mean, at least Hannibal is enjoyable. It's batshit. It's fucking nuts but yeah. at least there's a style to it at least there's there's a reason to watch it whereas red dragon i remember seeing it in the theater and just i never felt the need to go back and watch it again it, it just was, was fucking boring damn well amber you know what wow. you're a scrambler you're a good peyton manning here you got an audible you nice nice pick on the on the fly God, with your footballs. Play footballs. Thank you. Speaking of balls, Pope. That's why I told her she could throw them in her assholes. I knew. <laughs> I knew there was something about you that say. We're going to come back around to you spreading it open, spreading your cheeks, Bubby. <laughs> what, what he does best. I deserve one for the thing. I'll that's take him they... in the ass for the thing. Yeah, that's why they, you're, you're the wide receiver, you piece of shit. Tight end. Yeah. <laughs> that, that shit ain't tight at this point. You, you're tight loose end. as a fucking ghost. Oh, goddamn you, I'm the Jeremy Shockey of ends. <laughs> the shit's tighter than a goddamn grip from an arm wrestler. <laughs> oh, Pope, let's hear your number three. Oh, here's a goat. The thing is, it's another one that I watched when I was, I think I was maybe 10 years old when I saw this one, and this is going to be really funny in two seconds, Sleepaway Camp. Ooh. God damn. How the fuck do you even come out here with that one? <laughs> Sleepaway Camp. He loves the cox, I told you guys. He fucking loves it. <laughs> I love that fucking movie, but again, I, my crazy grandmother, she was, it was one of those things, she had like HBO and Showtime and everything, so she would constantly tape shit. On VHS tapes, and then when I would go stay with her, she's like, "Oh, here's you know, here's the Nightmare on Elm Street and whatever else that just you know started airing." And it's like, "Oh, Sleepaway Camp. This sounds like a good one that we should watch together." So imagine, <laughs> I'm ten years old, and I'm watching fucking Sleepaway Camp with right. my seventy-one-year-old grandma. <laughs> the entire goddamn thing from start to finish. If you've seen Sleepaway Camp, you get what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yep. Sleepaway Camp is, uh, I remember when I saw that, I, I had a, as I was watching it, I developed a crush on Felissa Rose, oh, and then by the end you? of the movie, I was really fucking confused. Rob had to rethink life. I don't think I was able to look my grandmother in the eye for at least a week. What did your grandmother do, is what I want to know. She was a school bus driver. She also at one point was invited. There was a there was a show years ago, Bowling for Dollars. It was literally like you know bowling, and she was asked to be on the show. And for whatever reason, she had a really terrible night, and she never actually got on the show because they had to keep reminding her, if you keep cursing, you can't oh, be. Wow. You know, we can't actually put you on because she was just getting gutter ball after gutter ball and saying, "You goddamn." So, yeah, that's the kind of person that she was. And then, like I said, I had to not look her in the eye for about a week or two wow. after watching. Your grandmother said, "Wow, look at that hammer," didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> she was. She was already like, "Wow, these kids actually have really filthy mouths." <laughs> <laughs> and 
I'm like, wow, is that is that as bad as it's going to get? Oh, oh no. Okay, <laughs> well, there's a curling iron. Grandma, where do you think that curling iron is going? Right up his ass. <laughs> Uh, interesting choice. But again, that was kind of like the Friday the 13th capitalization record of all time. Like that, that was, you know, they, they went ham and took advantage. And you know, we, that was a good one that came out of all that. Yeah, the burning was another one around the same time with a very uh, similar. Yeah. I'm sorry if I took the burning from anybody. No. Burning. All right. Um, Greg, let's hear it. Number three. Okay, so so... I was watching horror films. You know, you have to expand and go to different countries. Right. So I was introduced to this movie, and I don't remember exactly how, but I think it's the best Japanese horror film I've ever seen, and that would be Audition. Uh, um, you talked to us about that one, didn't you? Audition is, is one is a, it's a really, really slow burn with a phenomenal payout. And if nobody has seen it, I recommend it. If you can... You know, if you don't mind subtitles, because it's there, there's no dubbing, which is good. It's probably the best 120 minutes he would build up to the climax. That instantly becomes one of the most iconic horror scenes ever made. Damn. To this day, it's the only horror movie that still gives me chills down my spine with the with that one scene. How yeah. old were you when it came out and you watched it? Oh well, it came out in two thousand one, so okay. I was I was twenty one, so twenty one, twenty two, somewhere in that range. I think it, you know, it fits in that, you know, kind of what we're doing here too, because you know, newer movies can do that, because mm-hmm. we all, especially us, our age ranges, we tend to look down or you know maybe not give as good of a chance as we should to some newer stuff, and I think we're all guilty to that some to some degree, especially me. So if there's something that can come out of all that and still give you that effect, hey man, that that should stand out to you, yeah. Good shit. It does, and I kind of I kind of judge per se other Japanese horror movies and and foreign horror movies uh, in that perspective. What did you um, think you know, about the ring? The original or the remake? The, the, the remake, of course. Oh, yeah. so Ringu Ringu wasn't bad. I, I liked it better than the ring. I also like Juwan better than The Grudge, but... Oh, God, The Grudge. Well, you're talking about the Japanese versions of Yes, them? yes. It's just like just like Old Boy. I don't know if I'd consider that a horror movie. Right, right, right. Or like Ichi the Killer is another fantastic Japanese film. Um, I can kind of understand what you're talking about as far as like Japanese anime, because like I'm a big fan of Dragon Ball Z and shit. It's, like the, the Japanese anime will have so much more detail... And they'll leave, I don't know if it's the censorship or whatever the fuck it is, they'll leave certain to, shit in that gets cut out from the English dubs. To to put it in perspective, each year the killer literally has its logo of the movie played out in a cum shot. Oh, see, that's what I'm saying. Like, that cut shit out like that. Here. That will get censored out. Yeah. Wow. So they had the Bukaki shot. <laughs> Damn. I, yeah, and Ichi the Killer is fantastic as well. But again, how big was his dick? <laughs> what the fuck? I don't this is, know. This is really important. This is very important. Like Answer. we're talking on a scale. Like like Japanese people are known to have two or three inches. Like how Answer big? Him, you piece of shit. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't remember. <laughs> if you were holding answer. your dick in your You're, hand, was it bigger or you smaller than knew yours? You were coming here tonight. You should have been ready with this fucking information. He's got a If point. you were holding your 
in your hand and it was bigger or smaller than yours, where would you put it? <laughs> in the bowl full of peanuts. I I I paid the fifth. Because I was gonna say, based on that, how big is your dick? Again, oh I plead the fifth. <laughs> He's Bobby's not shy to ask about a hammer. Hey man, listen, that's a very important shot to cut out. I'm sorry. Like if I'm watching the fucking movie and you, I know you cut that out. I can't watch it. I have to go watch the original Japanese. That's version. literally not the cut out scene. It is literally the lo- the logo shot of the movie. Wow. Oh, that's fucked up. Wow. <laughs> fucking Japanese movies, man. They don't give no fuck. Just, no, just they don't. don't. No, 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 no. They put some real life hentai in there. Yeah, they did. That's that's why you just gotta watch them and just no, you don't it for to. what it is. Well, not 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 hentai no. if that's not your thing. No. no tentacles if that's not your thing. What <laughs> um, that's not? No, stop it. Why would you? You get mad at me for fucking sandboxes and you got this motherfucker talking about tentacles? <laughs> but there's a difference between mind? tentacles and sandbox preachers banging out nine-year-olds. <laughs> yeah. I think a tentacle could rip a nine-year-old apart oh a, a lot fucking harder than a goddamn priest. I don't know, man. I'd rather see tentacruel fuck Misty than a nine-year-old priest banging <laughs> some seven-year-old. Who the fuck is Misty? Then literally the, the do not my character. killer. Misty is the killer from what? No. no Misty was the Pokemon what? cat. The, the, the Pokemon. Like the water the Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about now. I No, I don't know what the fuck you're talking oh, about. Oh, come on now. I, I, I know Ash Ketchum and Rocket Packs. Or something All right, like the that. redhead. Remember the redhead from the original? No. Jesse? Well, no. let's put it this way. Unless you are totally into oh, tempura God. and insert Shit. waifu of your choice... Don't watch E.T. This is all getting out of hand from the Japanese shit here. You know, you're, I gotta tell you. You're welcome. I gotta tell you, I always wanted to open a place called Tempura, and it would be a lightly battered women's shelter. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Damn. That's fucked up. <laughs> that is so fucked up. That is. Wow. <laughs> That's just messed up. <laughs> oh, How shit. dare you? Uh, I'm already I spending fifty dollars. in there on repeat uh. is hobgoblin. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear God! Well, let, let's mm. get the Japanese movies out of here. Hopefully, Jesus Christ! No, dude, there's a lot of shit that I really want to go and we should rewatch. We rewatch <laughs> whatever the fuck watch for the first time and do an episode of. We should. We should. Um, Bobby Spitzer, you got no more to take from me now, guys. So let, let's okay. see what you I got. don't. And, and I think you all know what I'm going oh, to say. Here we go. If you don't know what I'm going to say, I really feel sorry for you all. But the last but not least that I have saved for this very fucking moment. Is all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. I appreciate <laughs> you checking in. <laughs> Give me a drum roll. Op Zombie's very own. The Devil's Rejects. God damn it! Why? Okay. Yes. All right. Yes, I'm Here cool with that. Yes, right, I'm cool with that. I'm ready. I got my hand on my fucking button right now. <laughs> uh, that could be things. You cheeks. Hey, listen, man. You gonna find out down there on the panhandle? Can we even?
I'm I'll turn this camera on right now. <laughs> <sighs> Let's hear it. Why? What? Why is it on here? Reason why is because it was at the time one of the most profound horror movies that have come out. And I remember being around that age where I was still being subjected to parental advisory. And when this shit had uh, entered the theaters or DVD, whatever the fuck you want to call it, it was actually a notch above the Blair Witch Project. Well, everything's above Blair Witch Project oh. except one movie. Oh, my God. You keep saying that. What's the movie? Come on. Come on, you piece of shit. Don't keep hiding it. Fine, it's The Shining. There we go. The Shining. You See, could... That's another one with the thing that I've never heard of. I'm, I'm assuming 78, not 96, with the way you're uh, like all, uh, you got your underwear up your ass. Yes, precisely. How dare you? All right. the, the, the Shining. Worst movie ever made. The Shining. That's right. You prefer it as The Shining. I should have done. But no, dude. I mean, honestly, The Devil's Reject, say what you want about Rob Zombie. That has to be his one. To where all people, regardless of your standpoint, I mean, guys, give it to them. When that one came out, you all watched it. You're all captivated by it. And it really settled very well with the audience. It had a lot of give and take, especially twists and turns, with making sure that the audience was captivated and was going to, you knew they were killers, but it transitioned everybody into rooting for them. That was Rob's one. Dude. It was a good what? exploitation film. Let's not wait, get wait, that uh, wrong. As far as the, the exploitation genre goes, Rob Zombie is, as far as modern, the modern day directors go, Rob is great at that genre. Yeah. 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 Yes. And that, that's all that's all he's good at, but he's really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> he's really, really good at it. He can really he can really put that in. And, and when you're good at something like that, that's what you do. Man, if you if your job is to sell cars, that's what you do. You don't need to have you don't need to learn how to do trigonometry. <laughs> that's what you do. His job was to exploit that white trash shit, and that's what the fuck he did, and he did it well. Now I'm imagining Bobby Cheeks just in a white shirt and a tie just selling me a fucking Volvo. And you bought it. <laughs> 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 Where'd this come from? What the fuck? What? Wait, is it? But is it the Devil's Rejects or House of a Thousand Corpses? The Devil's Rejects. Oh, the sequel. The, the sequel. One. I thought he was talking about Halloween. I was gonna say. Not the although that was a very fucking slim decision. Oh, I'll give it to him. I then. decided to leave that out. House of a Thousand Corpses. I left that out. The Devil's Rejects is yeah. my number three. I guess. Okay. Okay. Right. It wasn't uh, bad. I actually I liked it. it I'll begrudgingly allow it. <laughs> Get some wrong <laughs> approval. All right, I think I was mad at you because I thought you were talking about Halloween. I I just got upset when you mentioned Rob no. Zombie. I think I blacked out for a second. Halloween came close, and I have a profound argument for that one. I'm sure you do. <laughs> the Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects by far. I mean, like. I don't understand. Like, I couldn't come up with an argument for that one. I feel like no. that one can testify for itself. And that was one of the ones where after House of a Thousand Corpses and all that stuff, I was too... I didn't really conceive that one at the time. Because, mind you, we're talking about what had an effect on us. Right. 
not what the fuck it did to the box office or mm-hmm. whatever else and, and everybody. We're talking individually. House of a Thousand Corpses came out came out. I wasn't I didn't really understand the whole situation of what was going on. But when the Devil's Rejects came out, that stood out. Mm-hmm. To be fair, when the zombie films as far as his original properties went, I was fine with. It was his shit. He could he could decide whatever way his wife wanted to show her ass in a movie. There you go, dude. And it I'm was it was the Halloween films that maybe he should have taken more respect to the original property. Yeah. That he should have went with the first movie was good. I'm not gonna give the first movie any credit. It was a good movie. That's it. The second movie, though, Halloween Two, as far as Rob Zombie goes, that it was trash. That he, the direction he tried to take it with. See, I always argue the opposite. I actually prefer his Halloween Two. Really, I do too, dude. Man, uh... the second one was a lot better than the first one. And I think that's it's because it. it's now when he makes when his Halloween two is now in an area where he's not messing with any of the Carpenter stuff from the original. It's now his own film and we're completely in his realm. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. You know, it was I don't know, man. I just didn't like the second one, and and I I liked the first one. The first movie as a movie, I liked it. The whole, but that 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 mentality of the second one is what I had in the first one. I understood what he was trying to do, and that's what made it so controversial, because people were like, "How could you deform this shit from the original?" Right. Carpenter gave Zombie his blessing, and he went forth. Yeah, but I mean, and back to to the Devil's Rejects, you're not gonna get an argument from me there, dude. Like, I mean, we're again, we're not, we're we're. Putting blinders on, nothing matters but, you know, the impact of the movie and how it could affect somebody. Dude, Devil's Rejects was a fucking... You're, that was his one. To me, if I had to pick a Rob Zombie movie, to like, if I had to throw them all away and keep one, that would be the one. That would be his one, yeah. dude. It was one that really... But that's the thing with Rob Zombie is that... You see, into his music first, I had no idea that he had any take into the whole... Because when House of a Thousand Corpses came out, to me, first that was an album. That was a that was an album to me. And then when I seen the movie, it was like, okay, whatever, you know, fuck it. But then I, you know, the the Devil's Rejects came out, and I was like, damn, dude, like this is a fucking. It has a great story, and Three from Hell, and all this shit that's gonna follow in, it's gonna really tie in very well. And I can't wait to see that. Now the Halloween shit is funny because you can't mention. Rob Zombie without that Halloween shit. And it gets to a point to where, like, people have to understand, like, he went, he took a character that was so well molded and cemented into something and completely went to another direction. And when people look at Michael Myers, I understand that John Carpenter's interpretation was for him to just stand there be scary but it was left to the imagination of what he could do and his possibilities and rob zombie brought that forth and you've seen it rob zombie is a great exploitation director yeah but the problem was with halloween everybody at that point everybody had an idea of how michael myers was and he took it into a direction that made no sense 
as far as it went with, especially his second film. His first film I love, but the second film, as far as, like, Michael Myers' reasoning, didn't make much sense. Because what happened was in that first one, he gave you Michael Myers as a child and what he was going through. And it showed you that he had psychopathic behaviors. There's no reasoning or rhyme behind that. And like Rob said, and I agree with him, the second one, that was a little bit better. You know, going back and looking back and seeing everything that happened because the way it unfolded, like I can understand where Rob is coming from on that. You know, but for all intents and purposes, Rob Zombie laid it out in the first one, what drove that character to be who he was. Mm-hmm. Dude, you, you just had to get him in there, huh? You had to do it. I heap praise <laughs> on him, and I don't mean to, guys. I really don't, man, but you. We, this is why this episode is about what had an effect on us yeah, as far right. as what got us into horror and shit, and there you go. We can't knock you on it. It's your list. There you go. Now, we can judge you for it, but we cannot. <laughs> no, man, I did, but that's the thing, man. Like, that's what makes it so, like, I, I love the judgment and all that, like, shit. Like, I respect everybody's input because there's no wrong or right. No. You can't sit here and say, well, this is wrong, this is right, this shit, man. When it comes down to it, it's just for the love of the genre, and it's for the love of what got you into it. It doesn't matter what it was. It could have been Hobgoblins, Pope. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Well, yeah, all right. It don't you, matter. You got him in there, man. You got him in there. All right. I, I haven't. I had to come up with an audible. I'm gonna just say something because there's really only like, what is it, five to ten minutes of this movie that I really got me into horror. But when a stranger calls, the original. Yes. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Yes. Most of that movie was you know whatever, but that first talk about opening scenes of a fucking movie. Check the children. Oh my. God, man. I'm not going to lie. There's been times I've been at the bar. And I've heard the bar's phone ring. And I'm like, I half expect when they pick up the phone is check the children. Right. Ugh. Yeah, of course. That's a that's kind of a staple. Even the remake wasn't bad. It wasn't, right? I thought I was the only one. No, nah, 2006 wasn't bad. I didn't want to get yelled at by everybody. I, it's not It's not a go-to horror. Oh, oh no. no. Nah, I didn't like to remake it all. No. I mean, again, we're not. Call, I'm not sitting here calling it, oh, it's a great horror movie, quote, air quotes and shit. No, but it's, but, but it's not it's bad. Not, it's not a good it's movie. It's not terrible. I think it's entertaining. It's not terrible. I wouldn't call it a good horror movie, but it's an entertaining movie that happens to be in the horror genre. I honestly haven't heard the remake version of it, but just the fact that a phone ringing with that specific Mm. tone, Mm -hmm. it could trigger that mentality of when they, when the person picks up the phone, that it's the only thing that you hear is check the children. Dude, my parents had a, you know, the house, my mom took all the phones that were there. When they bought the house, they took all the phones out. That made my dad take all the lines off the wall, everything. No phones upstairs because that movie. None. Scared the shit out of me. See, that's what I mean. This shit has an impact because people are going through stuff in real life. And I think the further that it is to reality, the more profound that people have that impact as far as like how they perceive things. And no matter what, on everybody's list right now, they take and they conceive from what was going on in their life. Yeah. 
And that's what why it meant to them. Otherwise, we'd all have the same fucking three. True. Yeah, and that's what makes it. And there weren't as many doubles as I thought there were, other than you, butthole. Of course, us. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I mean. uh, and you put took poor Amber as number three. But you know, Sorry. there weren't that many. You know, and I I should have thought of that. That it's more of like a personal feel to these movies than anything else. So. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I think that was a fun list, dude. I really do, guys. Um, hopefully, I when we post this episode, I hope everybody comments on their top three. That would be fun to continue the conversation on Twitter. Oh, that would be awesome. Wouldn't it? That would be a long thread. But, uh, yeah, so let's make that happen. But, guys, this was number 100, and we couldn't have thought of a better group of people to spend it with. Thank you so much for joining us. Damn, who, who oh, thank was you supposed for to have a cake? I think Bobby was supposed to get the cake. Yeah, that's right, Bobby Cheeks. I don't know. I give it to Rob. I give it to Rob. I honestly think Rob takes the cake because he's always got the most insightful and the most, you know, he's got shit to back up everything that he's got going on and his inputs. And I'm really excited to what's going to happen in the future and having you guys on here. You know, and maybe episode 200, we see where we're all at because our top threes might change. Yeah. I don't know. No, no. What's going to happen? I mean, there's a bunch of movies to come out and shit, but you guys, I mean, we we started this whole podcast because it was just a hard thing and we entered inside of a community that everybody had input on and that's why episode 100 was so important to us and, I, and me and Bones wanted to get you guys together to give insight on what it meant to each and every one of you, you know, and it doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, Halloween or whatever the fuck it is had, had to be the best or, you know, whatever it may be. It meant to what that person meant at that time and point, like Amber brought up werewolf. I never would bring that shit up. Yeah. I have no idea what it means to be like to watch werewolf and shit like that. Like I wasn't around in that time, but it's interesting because there's people at, you know, that have that input, you know, they, they seen it and that that's their description of it. And that's what it means to them. Like me and bones, we see scream and that automatically ties into us. And we see how that meant to us growing up. And it's a lot like music, you know, like people say journey is the best band. Nirvana is the best band, but, you know, ACDC can eat shit. I don't give a fuck who you are. <laughs> but depends, man, where you were at that time. Maybe ACDC meant something to you, and that's what's so astounding about this genre. Yeah. You keep talking about ACDC. You're just basically implying the next episode is, Ma- is Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. Oh, please. I, love I that don't. Movie. Yes. I don't know, man. Listen, Invite there's a lot me, that there's a lot that I took from this episode alone that we I want to watch personally and and do an episode on. I don't know, man. That could be one of them. Could be a troll two episode. Who the hell knows? Yeah, <laughs> should be a troll two episode. Or even hobgoblins. <laughs> hobgoblins, <laughs> the thing. I don't know, dude. Like it can go anywhere. Yeah. I, the fact that I was even invited is fucking amazing. Considering the fact the only contribution I made is shit posts and asking you to review that. That's shit. the way to our heart, though. Shit posts. That's the way to our heart. No, dude. Is that, what are you crazy? Like you're like I don't think we could have had it without you. To be completely honest, Chris. I mean, like, what are you nuts? Like, how? Like, it, 
that's what we that's why I even mentioned let's talk about it on Twitter cuz this this back and forth this is what grows this is what horror was based on to any degree I I love it like there there would be no other way that I have it and I'm kind of mad at Chris that he didn't bring a Godzilla <laughs> You want I, if you want to do a Godzilla episode, let's do it, Bobby. Uh, let's we just should do dude, it, dude. We should, man. He, I think Godzilla has a standing in horror. Unless I see your fucking boner sticking out for Jet Jaguar, we're gonna have a problem. You if might. I paint my dick green <laughs> and I put eyeballs on it, <laughs> would you be? Wait, happy? where's the tail gonna come from? <laughs> my balls. <laughs> Are you gonna have your dick upside down? <laughs> I don't know, dude. We gotta, we gotta have to, inver- we gotta have to have inverse to this Godzilla. Out. But that dick's gotta be Jet Jaguar. <laughs> we should, man. But that's what I mean. Like, it takes so many twists and turns. There's no right or wrong. And without that, I think that it would have died off. Oh, man. But this has been a fun one. This might stretch to two episodes. I don't fucking know. 100 and 101. So if this is 101, then Mazel Tov, we're in, in the new... Uh, the new bracket. So, um, all right, guys. I hope everybody enjoyed. Thank you to the crew for coming on with us. You can go check out the show at SlasherRadio.com. You can check it out on Twitter at SlasherRadio. You can check me out at Mikey's Dead. And Mink, where they find you? I'm Spencer with two R's. And guys, do you want to give your, your Twitters out? Let everybody know where to find you. Sure. At IR Chris. All right, there's Chris. Uh, Rob, you've given it to him a couple times. Give it to him again, boy. It's at Radio Rob one two three. One of those tres. Pope, oh God, Pope, tell him where. Break me off a piece of that swim, Jim. Pope. Roman numerals. After watching the Friday Thirteenth series, you no swim, Jim references. Pope Corky the at Pope Corky the ninth on Twitter. P O P E C O R K Y T H E I X. Hashtag Slim Jim. Hashtag slapping them two cheeks together. Changing hashtag Sandbox. Greg, do you want to tell them where to find you? Yes, I'm on Twitter at NeverQuitSix. There you go, buddy. Amber, let them know where to find you. You are the trooper of the show. Amber gets the purple fucking heart for this show. Thank you, guys. Thank you for allowing me to be here. It's been fun. It's at AmberScroggin6. There you go. There you go. And, uh, yeah, come back and check us out next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. Yeah, there you go. All the best of Slasher Radio Podcast. It, 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 there's no, like, people, you know, they go into theater for romance, they go into all these other things for whatever purpose it is, but horror can stand alone. Like, we can hand jobs, do porn. Look at porn. Oh, <laughs> seriously, man. Look at porn. There's only but so fucking much. Do you, you think I do. haven't looked at porn? What? what Dude, I, don't understand. You, I, I know you have, but there's only so much you can do. <laughs> To a point to where I've been looking at right now. To a point yeah, right. to where crossover to horror. Maybe they're dress about dressing up as zombies and they're fucking each other.
there's it doesn't have it doesn't it can cross over to so many different things and people's perspective to it is always interesting to us that took a hard left turn i can tell you that much yeah even 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 if your favorite fucking horror movie was idle hands i mean i can understand that like it gives you a platform like people will fucking shit on you know oh well it was a horror movie no you don't understand you don't get it. Like it, it was more than that. It was it was really stood out to me. And you know, if you're doing porn and you want to dress up as Jack Dracula and fuck a werewolf, that's you. You could do that, and it could be considered as fucking hard. That's what's cool about it. Me and Bones right now could dress up as two Draculas and fuck each other, and that will be a horror movie. Yes, it would. <laughs> Everybody wears spoilers. To my, to my is, is this day. where you start? Is this your Kickstarter? <laughs> Because people have, people have said that we have fucked before, and we. Oh, I have, just assumed it. See, no, 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 no. <laughs> people have said that we have fucked before, At the and very they never least, you guys gave each other handies or rimmies. Come on. No, 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 no. Listen, listen to what I'm going to say. People <laughs> have said that we have fucked before. We have never have done it, but had we come out with a movie, we could have capitalized on what they have already said. Hashtag toe shot. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> and if we did a bukkake oh, intro, bukkake. forget about it. I don't like it. I don't like the word bukkake, man. I don't like it. Basically, when you spray <laughs> on everybody, like I, I know what it is. I just don't like the word <laughs> bukkake. I don't like it. Like we could have got away. We we could have made gold, man. I don't know if I want. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I got to change my uh, hose promotion video yeah, to guess, this. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I just have a soft spot for cocks in general. I love cocks. It's one of my favorite 